Welcome to another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We are here yet again at the brand new Fandraft Brewery in Parker, Colorado. I Can I spell it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You No, you need to spell it because Fandraft, especially with all the fantasy drafts, they yeah. probably think it's the wrong one. Well, but technically, you were just in Scotland. Technically, they're spelling it correctly. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just because in our country, we just decided we wanted to be pains in the butt and spell stuff differently. Because America. Because America. We do that all the time. (laughs) No, but yeah, Glenn's the only The only country where you can have uh, a a nuclear war discussion taking place and the top trending topic is Taylor Swift's butt. Yep. Um, So, anyway, uh, uh, fan, just like you would assume, and then... Fandraft is D-R-A-U-G-H-T. It's the old school spelling. Yeah. Fandraft. So if you're trying to find like their Facebook page or follow them on Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. make sure you're spelling it right. Right. That's all. That's all I, I, it's, I, I worry that people won't spell it right. <laughs> and then they're going to get confused. Right. So we want to make sure they get it right. Right. But, no, this place is awesome. It's, it's not so much a bar, but it's like a little indoor area that you can just walk around to different stations. It's got a bar. It's got places to do drafts you know fantasy drafts it's got screens everywhere it's got kitchens it's awesome and not only that i mean it's got like that what their uh their ten thousand dollar fantasy football contest it is like it's ten thousand dollars it's free to enter it's the it's the couple it's the uh c-o-p-p-p-l so way back in the day there was the original the, the first ever like documented draft that yeah. took place very similar initials and, and the prognosticators. I mean, he uses big words like Sean Drotar. <laughs> and uh, so this is kind of a tip of the cap for those of you that remember way back when fantasy football started. Um, the first ever pick, by the way, in a draft, at least the first draft that they can find record of, was George Blanda. George Blanda. Do you know that? A little trivia for you. There. Wow. They were doing it that long ago? Yeah. See, I thought that 30 for 30 they did about the Roto people, that yeah. was the first you don't mess with You don't mess with JT, the guy that owns this place uh, and knows the history no. of it. Um, so, yeah, they've got this championship there. Going yeah. Yeah. And if you want to be a part of that, uh, they've got snake drafts held nightly until September 6th, the night right before the first regular, pre- or regular season game. Grand Champion wins a trip for two to Las Vegas. I love Vegas. I mean, who doesn't want a trip for two to Las Vegas? That's if, like if, the place you go for a trip to two. If, if Vegas were a teddy bear, I would just hug it. <laughs> uh, I mean, each winner of the league gets a hundred dollar gift card, anyways. Uh, so, I mean, there's really no reason. So you could show up. Like, you could show God up. You damn. could, and you could do multiple. Because let's be honest, guys, you got a lot of time between now and September sixth. So you could come out here. You could participate in one. Mm-hmm. Then two, you could come out and do another one. It's three. all free, by the way. Yeah. It's all. Uh, it's all completely. Free at Fandraft, Parker and 470. Okay, the reason we want to talk about Fandraft so much because we really just are sick of tired, sick and tired of talking about this next topic, which is, hey, guess what, guys? The quarterback, uh. the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. All right, but um, this is, I think, most of us were holding out until the first preseason game, first live action. We saw these two in the new offense against a defense that didn't rhyme with the schmo schmy zone. Uh, so <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. Yeah, I, I, I Ryan, think I sneezed. Are you ready for uh, Nate to be really smug about how he was like dead on about Trevor Simeon no. winning this what? job? Wait a here's, minute. Here's Nate Lundy problem. being smug? No, right. I'm not prepared <laughs> look, for this. Look, nobody does it better in Denver than I do. Let's be honest. Um, see, that was smug right there. <laughs> um, TJ was not a part of the Denver scene here yeah, a so year ago leave. when I called it a year ago when Mark Sanchez was still on the roster. When all of that was going on, I called Simeon then. 
I said, this is the guy that looks the best at practice. Yeah. This is the guy. I remember I was on um, Sean Salisbury's national radio show. And we were right up against the break. And he goes, hey, final question. Who's the starter week one? And I said, Trevor Simeon. And he was like, really? And I said, I said, yeah. I go, watch out for him. I go, he's looked the best. Yep. And I said, and I said, and that might actually be more of a knock on everybody else than a, right. than a, but than yes. a congratulations <laughs> to him. But at that time, did you think that Trevor was going to default into the position or actually win it? Um, default okay. into it. I mean, All right, then you're right. Because the truth was, it was looking <laughs> at ding, who's, ding, ding, I mean, who's the best on the roster. Oh, That's the, after look, last night, Chris, it's Trevor Simeon. Chris, yeah. Chris Harris Jr. was an undrafted guy, but guess what? He came out and he was the best damn corner that the team right. had. I mean, it was it was like, okay, yeah, let this guy mm-hmm. play because apparently we just struck gold even though we were digging around in a porta potty I mean, you know, they, they got lucky. So, yeah, Trevor kind of backed into it, if you will. Or, right. or I should say everybody else backed into him. Uh, okay, so but does that make you feel confident about what Trevor Simeon is doing? Or will we have another freaking quarterback controversy at the end of next year? Oh, it's they're they are so screwed right now. <laughs> um, they are. They right. Well, right no, now. I know. It's, it's look, I mean, it's so tough for Broncos fans because they always come into every season thinking it's an eleven and five year. You know, yeah. if, if bounces go their way, it's an eleven and five year, eight and eight at the worst. Yeah, and but that's because they're all sitting back um, <laughs> waiting for Derek Carr to get hurt again, Philip right. Rivers to get hurt, right. Um, and it'll be us and the Chiefs. I mean, like, that's what, that's, look, that's the way some of the fans feel. Here's, my, my, my issue with where everything stands right now from a quarterback standpoint is that in February, March, pick a month that was earlier this year, Trevor Simeon should have been named the starter right then and there. Yeah. You had an incumbent starter still on your roster. And Vance Joseph should have come out and said, he is our starter. We're going to see how Paxton does in year number two. We're going to see how anybody else that comes to us in the draft or whatever else does. But right now, he should have looked at all of us in the media and said, right now, guys, Trevor is the starter. And then what he should have said was, ask me again in September. Yeah. And that would have ended this discussion. Yep. And it would have this stopped daily the distraction. Discussion. Oh it my would gosh. have stopped the distraction. It would have taken pressure off of a first-year head coach. It would have taken a lot of pressure off of a lot of things. But instead, they decided this whole 50-50 nonsense, and that's what's gotten them where they are today. Do you think the longer that Vance Joseph waits to name a starter, the more of a detriment it is to the other guys on the team, like the morale, yes, the, the defensive absolutely. guys? I think so, too. If I were him, I would kind of say, you know what the plan was, you know, that we were going to give each guy a start. Plans change. Uh, we're going to name Simeon the starter right now, and then just sort of throw in the towel and say, "Look, we 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 know what we know." You have two All-Pro receivers, both of which that, despite Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch last year, both went over a thousand yards yeah. and each had five touchdowns. Yeah. Now I know the five touchdowns part worries people, especially fantasy draft people, but I, you had two thousand-yard receivers, and I believe this is look. I'm not a wide receiver, clearly. I believe what I've seen with my eyes out at Dove Valley is Emmanuel Sanders and DT at times sort of, uh, this is going to sound really bad because I really like both of these guys, but to a certain extent, half-assing routes during practice. Yeah. And I think it's because they're looking back and for five plays, it's number 12. And then for four plays, it's number 13. And then for two plays, it's 
it's number one. And yeah. it's like, I think these guys can't get into any kind of a rhythm. Not that either one of them truly needs to get into, quote-unquote, a rhythm. They're both all pro wide receivers, in my opinion. But you can't get anything going right now. And, right. and here's where that worries me, Ryan, is if you can't get it going right now, what winds up happening? You wind up having to spend the first, second, or third weeks of the regular season getting the rhythm that you should be yes, getting right now. Absolutely. And I mean, to piggyback on that point, it's not like the no fly defense is uh, quiet when they when they have a good day. If I were Emmanuel and DT getting beat every single practice, I mean, that's that's got to be frustrating. To not even have a good day on offense. To always be in this type of weird limbo where two guys are trying to figure it the hell out. And you're just, like you said, I'm not surprised they're half-assing routes because that's what I would do. I would be just that kind of frustrated. And it's like, I'm doing it on this podcast right right now. But it's not just losing in practice. It's the fact that they have no control over whether or not they win or lose. They're Mm -hmm. just sort of out there. And I think that kind of helps. They're doing their job. And And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't believe at the end of the day... I personally do not believe at the end of the day that Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas get frustrated at Tlaib and Harris and Roby and Stewart and Ward and Simmons and Doss and, you get my point, Parks. I think they know they're facing off with a really good defense. I think they're frustrated that they haven't even had a shot. Bingo. That they haven't even had a shot. And it's understandable. Like, I'm on their side. Um, And, yeah, you just... So at this point, I don't think you can fix it. And I think the problem is they are so far down the rabbit hole right. of this 50-50. Like, TJ, to your point, I don't know, especially as a first-year coach who's supposed to be asserting his control over this team, I don't think he can come out and say, for example, you know, this week at practice, hey, guys, plans have changed. If he does, I'm actually going to give him a – Bleep load. Where there's some ki- there's some there's some kids around us here. I'm gonna give them a bleep load of credit for stepping up and doing what I think is the right thing yeah. and saying, guys, we, we still we still believe in Paxton's long term ability in this league, but right now there are some things he needs to work on, and because of that, we're gonna give the extra reps to Trevor. He's gonna start on Saturday in San Francisco, mm-hmm. like. I would give him, I would wind up giving him more credit for having done that as opposed to going, oh, well, now we've got a wishy-washy coach. I think he actually, personal opinion, I've never been in one from a player standpoint, obviously, I think that would actually give him more clout amongst the roster and in the locker room than if he continues this charade. Right. Uh, TJ and I talked about this on the last podcast, but I think at this moment, Vance Joseph's job is to make the defense happy because that is the personality of your team. So I think you're right. If he comes out and says, look, Paxton is just taking slower than we thought. We still think the world of him. It's just going to take some more time to learn this new offense and, and slow the game down for him. But Trevor right now gives us the best chance to win, and I think the guys on the defense deserve that. I think the town deserves that. Whatever. If you just make it so you are all about winning games, I think people will understand. If you come out and say, look, we're going to ride with Paxton, and he's just going to have a a bum year just figuring out the NFL, I think all those veterans on the defense, and like I said, Chris Harris isn't necessarily young. Keep Tlaib isn't young. Von Miller isn't getting younger. 
there the window that we were talking about is absolutely closing and I think at this moment with that many stars and personalities on the defense you got to just show them that that you're on their side and not necessarily just trying out things at quarterback. Here's what's so frustrating about all this to me is that I, I don't understand why it's gotten to the point where we don't know how the quarterbacks are reading the defense. Yeah. Because the way you the way you're supposed to read a defense as a quarterback in the NFL is is back to front. Mm-hmm. You have to see where the safeties move, and then you see what the linebackers are doing, and a lot of times the delays and that. But you need to be able to do that in like two, three tenths of a second. And if you can read, you know where the where the safety is shifting fast enough. At the very least, you know one of the two elite wide receivers that you have. You can throw it up to them and then trust that they can come down with it. At least give them a shot. Vance right. Joseph made that point the first day of practice. He said, it's not hard. Like, just, we have good wide receivers. 10 and 88 can beat guys. Right. Give them a chance to catch the ball. Right. And the fact that we're two weeks past that moment, two and a half weeks past that moment, and they still haven't gotten it is is a big problem. And, and I think for Simeon, a lot of that's limitation. Uh, he's just... He doesn't have the physical abilities to do that regularly. Um, with Paxton Lynch, it's upstairs. Like mentally, he just doesn't know how to read back to front. Like he can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he gets to the front, the guy's in this Von Miller's in his face, and he can't throw the ball. So well, it's just too slow. And, and let's be honest, guys. The fact that the first game was against the Bears, from a from a fan base standpoint, was one of the worst things that could happen because the Broncos fans watched a game and saw what a first-round quarterback should look like. Yeah. Because Trubisky looked good. He looked amazing. Yeah. Well, the Bears are a bad team. They are. Right. There's and, a and reason, Trevor's best there's drive. reason they went 3-13. and 13. Right. And it's Trevor's not going to matter how Trubisky is. Yeah, Trevor's best drive was because of penalties. But if you just sat back and did nothing but look at number 12 for the Broncos and number 10 for the Bears, you, oh, would, you, you would go... Uh, I want what? that one. I, I, can we can, trade? Can we have that one, please? Because what, what are you doing, Elway? You know, it's like you're you're driving down the road in the in a test drive with the, like the base model, and like right up next to you at the stoplight pulls the one that's got like the sunroof and like the Big ski V8. rack, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, hot it's like it's side. got like the nice wheels. There's like. There's like two women in bikinis in the back seat. He's like, oh man, like, I could have as that. though as though they're an option Damn. on the car. Like they just came with the car. The two women in the bikinis. I mean, I, and you're going, you're looking at the sales guy going, can we go back to the dealership now because uh, this is right. this is not good. I'm just going to keep driving around in my '78 Volvo wagon and <laughs> and live my live my horrible life in my parents' basement. Right. I mean, here's the wild thing, is that despite us thinking that Trevor should be named starter immediately, Paxton Lynch is going to be starting this next game. What, do you, he, what do you honestly be- think is going to come up of this next week? And really? He sh- and he should oh, start. Man. But here's, right. it shouldn't but be here's why. Here's why. We had, a, um, we had a caller on the show last week who said exactly what you said. Go ahead and put Simeon in. And I said, let me play devil's advocate for a second. If Paxton starts against San Francisco and is a pile of hot garbage, your problem has Sold answered itself. Okay. itself. All right. Yeah. And so this might be one of those where Bill Musgraves is with him and just saying, hey, dude, this is your shot. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it right here, it's Trevor's job. Boom. End of story. Because at that point, at that point, the 2017 book is off to the publisher and done. 
if he comes out and looks good, okay, now you got something different going on. Now you can say, okay, like if he spends all this week taking reps with the ones, and obviously they're going to do joint practices with the Niners and all that. If he comes out and looks good, then you can say, okay, well, maybe if we could just give him more of the reps, we're going to yeah. see more. And believe me, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not Trevor or Paxton. I am team uh, Broncos. No. Okay? It's not I allowed. Just, Pick one. I just want to win. Yeah. But So if he comes out and he looks really good, it'll tell you, okay, maybe if he could just get the reps with the ones, he'll look good. If he comes out and fl- falls on his face, the problem is solved. Do you think so that, it might actually be a good thing, right? All right. Do you think that Musgrave... Or, for that matter, McCoy, or for that matter, Vance Joseph has the authority to, to do that. To, to basically just put Paxton oh, Lynch's... Elway? Well, right. Because I, to some extent, I feel like Elway kind of rules that place. Oh, yeah, duh. He, rules, a, this, he rules this whole state. Yeah, but like it's and like, like a, four of the adjoining states, too. And a lot of restaurants. But nobody can tell Car truth to power there, right? No, I mean, nobody can right. tell John Elway. It's like, hey, right. you're fucking this whole thing up. Right. Like, well, nobody can tell John Elway, like, hey, stop being a dumbass right. and let people do their jobs. They're closer to this. Right. Just let them do it. And because everybody's terrified of upsetting the, the grand poobah of all things Denver. Can we get him one of those Flintstones hats if we're going to call him the Grand Poobah? <laughs> yeah, that big furry little, thing. Big furry hat. He wear it? He would. He would. Yes, I'm old enough, to, like ma- I'm old enough to make that damn reference. Yes. <laughs> I, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because I don't really know how the power structure works. I kind of feel like it's Elway at the top. Yeah, I kind of know how it works. Everybody else is kind of his servant, and they're all kind of afraid to tell him the truth about something. He just has to kind of come to that conclusion on his own, and I think it slows things down when you can't tell truth to power. Because if you could, I think Vance Joseph would have named Trevor Simeon the starter from day one. Well, here's your here's your question, though. The guy's taking you to two Super Bowls in three years, won one of them. Right. Um, has he with, had some... Uh, with a Hall of Fame quarterback. True, but he got the Hall of yeah. Fame quarterback, and he built the defense. Yeah. So there's, to a certain extent, I get the fact that everybody worships him. Sure. Getting the Hall of Fame quarterback is different than coaching unproven talent to be starting quarterback in the, in the NFL, let alone Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL. I have, I have talked about, and I know we got to go, but I have talked about this off-air before, and I've had a couple people tell me that former players that get into positions of coaching or anything else, if you talk about the draft, the hardest position for them to judge is the one that they played. Yeah. As strange as that sounds, because there's all these different nuances that they're thinking about in their head. That only they think about, because it's that And that's person. not universal. Yeah. I haven't had everybody tell me that, but I've had yeah. some people tell me that. That, it, it's, that that's the hard one, is because you know it so well mm-hmm. that you're almost over-analyzing the film of this person coming out of college. Yeah. Right. And Instead the important, of just saying, can they play or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The important details that you take for granted a lot of times, you it's like Pat, pick up you know, It's like Patrick Wall used to say when he was when he was here and he was coaching the Avs. He used to say, you know, it's not that I don't believe in metrics and the analytics and things like that. But he said, but I also believe you can either play or you can't. And I can see that with my eyes. Yeah. And so to a certain extent, I worry sometimes that and, that, and like I said, that includes like a former defensive back trying to analyze defensive backs. I'm not yeah. just singling out John. Is that you're talking about a position that like you know so well. Like I can't listen to other sports radio stations around the country because all I wind up doing is criticizing them. Right. Because that's been my job for yeah. 26 years. You're hypersensitive. Yeah. And I'm hypersensitive to stuff. And yet I can listen to a music station and be rocking out. And it could be <laughs> like the last place station in the city. And I don't yeah. care because I'm like, I really like this station. Right. 
but I can't listen to talk because that's all I've ever done my whole life. Mm-hmm. This fan draft pizza's been great. You know what? She just brought us another one, too. Jackie, who oh. is... So you'll see Jackie in the videos. They do their uh, Flight Fridays, which is where they do videos where they do flights of beers to sample. Oh, how do I get in on that? We're about to do one, actually. What? So Jackie right. is Jackie is the uh, Jackie is the hostess of those Got videos. Um, and uh, so we're going to... We're going to do one of those videos with her, so you guys can uh, get a chance to see Jackie, um, which I highly encourage. <laughs> All right, so there, uh, there you go. I am go. a happily married man. I'm merely letting you know that you might want to watch the videos. Hey, after this whole discussion about quarterbacks and seeing how bleak it is, anything like, will help. It's like Brad Evans and I say, we know full well you're not watching the fantasy football hour because <laughs> of he and I, because of the third member of our uh. team, trust me. All right, we so get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so well, we do want to thank FanDraft again. Yes, uh, we'll, D R A U G H T. We will be here for many fantasy drafts yes. and just drafts um, and to cold come, drafts and cold drafts. Uh, but for now, uh, we will just leave it at that. We'll see how this second week of the preseason will play out for the Broncos, for Paxton Lynch, for Trevor Simeon, and who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Chad Kelly next week. I hope we aren't because I'm done with quarterback controversy. Um, anyways, Nate, thank you for joining us. TJ, thank you for... I don't know why I said first, us. First time, long time. First time. <laughs> TJ, thank you for joining us Thanks, on the man. Broncos Blitz. Uh, I am Ryan Green. That has been the Broncos Blitz on the 5280 Sports Network.